Good morning, good morning, praise the Lord. It's another beautiful Monday morning. I am in a spirit of praise and joy. Just been elated and overjoyed by the oil of gladness this Monday morning. Um, just been up enjoying uh, the presence of God, and I've been listening to this. Song. <laughs> I've been listening to this song over and over on repeat. Um, and the song is not in English. That's what's so funny about it. So I don't know what they're saying. Um, I just know that the song is highly anointed, and um, it has me a little tickled this morning. But we're gonna get some greatness. We're gonna get some greatness. We're gonna get some greatness. This podcast is gonna be so exciting as the Lord continues to edify me and to bless me. I'm going to come on here every Monday. If the Lord says the same and deliver dimensions of greatness. So let's just get into it. I'm going to uh, recap a little bit about um, last week, which was our very first um, session. And today is session number two. Last week, we talked a little bit about the purpose of this podcast and how it's just here to cause and uh, an awakening in a sense, or um, cause you to to dig deeper within yourself to fulfill the calling that God has on your life, but not just a calling that you live out and that you fulfill and that you pursue, but a calling of divine greatness. And I talked a little bit last week about what greatness actually is, and we're going to chip away at it a little bit by little every single week, little by little, um, because greatness is such a powerful thing. And I really want to get people to understand that it is not something that you attain. It's somewhere that you arrive to. It's an actual place in God. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk more about the dimensions as time goes on. Uh, we have 30 minutes every Monday morning to get your week started. I hope that this podcast has been, been a blessing and will be a blessing. Remember to um, leave your comments at the end or email me at the end um, and let me know. You can email me at... Um, which email address should I use? I have so much going on right now. Email me at uh, admin at dallasboss.com. Admin, A-D-M-I-N, at dallasboss.com. I'm going to throw that in right now so that I don't forget because at the end, I, I talk so much, I may forget. So let's get into it. Last week, we discussed that there are supernatural dimensions in God, places where you can attain your identity to fulfill the will that God has for your life. Like he told Jeremiah, he told him that before I formed you in the belly, I knew thee, I ordained thee a prophet. And so God knows who we are even before conception. And if you think about that, how mind blowing that is, I mean, we're conceived by two people and the two people that conceive us, it has nothing to do with them. We have our own identity separate from them, but he uses those two vessels to bring us into the earth, to fulfill a calling, to fulfill a destiny, to make his name great, to declare the word of the Lord, to deliver the word of the Lord, to prophesy, to cast out demons, to do all these great things things in the name of Jesus, but he has a, a big plan, a, a big picture, an eternal plan that he created before we were even conceived. So from the foundations of the earth. So I'm going to talk a little bit about those foundations. God has been dealing with me very heavily um, over the last couple of days about uh, foundations, but most importantly, uh, the 
the purpose of the foundations and how they're created for building. They're created for building. They're created for building. So nothing, no foundation that's ever laid at the beginning of a relationship, the beginning of a friendship, starting a new job, moving into a new place, anything that God begins in your life has a foundation, but that foundation is always meant to be built upon. So last week we discussed how there are dimensions of greatness in God and how we are going to set out to be great in God and fulfill the perfect will he has for our lives. But first we have to understand vision. And we touched a little bit about vision and how you can have, um, you know, what it actually means and how there's different meanings and how you have to be seasoned and have to seek God to actually find out what type of vision he has for your life. There are many different kinds. There's an anointing to see, there's an anointing to gaze, there's an anointing to um, to hear the word of the Lord and have it to manifest in, in a vision or in a dream. And there's so many different avenues and insights. And I was just really blown away over the last couple of days about um, how God is shifting my understanding as I'm studying visions. I mean, I was absolutely blown away on um, Saturday night. <laughs> Saturday night, I had such an encounter with God. It was absolutely incredible. And I, I would even dare to say that it was probably the first time I had had an encounter that way where um, the Lord spoke so expressly to me about something. You know, I was just in prayer and and he revealed himself in a powerful way concerning visions. And um he did tell me a little bit more about, you know, how there's a purpose for a vision, the principles of vision, the power of a vision, and how every vision is going to deliver ultimately the greatness that he has in store for your life. Everyone has a portion. Everyone has a portion. Everyone has a portion. And that is the enemy's job to keep us from inheriting that portion. And so we want to bind the hand of the enemy. We want to bind the satanic associations that are trying to come against us so that we can walk in the fullness and the glory, the power, honor, and dominion in God in the name of Jesus. So I'm going to get into a little bit about what he shared with me over the weekend and what's really been blessing me these last few days. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. I, I try not to get too deep into um, revelation and, uh, you know, the utterance and the unction God gives me because he gives me so many different things and I'm working on books and different projects as a builder in the earth realm. And uh, I'm building a lot of things uh, apostolically for the kingdom of God to be able to partake in greatness, uh, you know, technology wise and I'm building a software and, and, and different um, business establishments. I have a strong marketplace anointing. And so um, I deal a lot with that as it pertains to Revelation. But today I'm just going to share a little bit about what he dealt with me, how he dealt with me over the weekend, shall I say. And um, it's it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. So I'm just going to jump right in. So... Every prophet, I'm going to start in, from the prophetic angle um, because that's how the Lord gave it to me. So prophetically, everyone has access to a prophetic understanding of God because that's everybody's right in the Lord. 
And the reason I say that is because everything that Jesus did is prophetic from the beginning of time, from the foundations, as I spoke earlier, from the foundations of the earth till the end of time, everything will play out according to prophecy. So in order to tap into prophecy, you don't necessarily have to be a prophet, but you need to understand um, the purpose of, of pro prophecy and how powerful it is. So when it comes down to vision, there are prophetic visions, there are prophetic dreams, prophetic revelations, prophetic unction, prophetic utterance, and God can cause a person to tap into those any way that he sees fit. And, um, but he's been dealing with me about actually breaking down the different prophetic veins of each prophet in the Bible. And, um, from the beginning, Noah had a prophetic calling. He was the first one to deliver a grace of covenant. So prophetically, the covenant that we have with Jesus Christ was spoken prophetically. It was built through an ark. And now we don't have to build an ark because Jesus came prophetically to fulfill that covenant of Noah building the ark. That's a particular grace. So from Noah, even to, you know, even Adam had prophetic um, declarations, even in his fall, even in his building his family, even in Cain and Abel, there were so many different revelations that come from prophecy. And I'm going somewhere with this because I want you to understand the greatness that God has for you. And so, and what he's left for us, this is very weighty. So I'm chipping at it bit by bit. So um, even Abraham and his apostolic calling to build a nation and Jacob. So God's dealing with me about uh, producing uh, some type of material, uh, how each a uh, significant person in the Bible had a prophetic vision and how it was fulfilled and how it was activated and how it was released and the blessing of it and the challenges and just to cause it to be a real blessing as far as vision is concerned because people do not understand it's not just about seeing something that you want for your life and writing it down there are systems in place that have to be abided by there are glories that have to be released that have to rest upon you there's an anointing that has to be activated within you to fulfill certain things i could actually want to start a billion dollar enterprise and i could and that could be the will of God for my life. But until I submit to the certain structure, the foundation that he has for me to manifest that billion dollar enterprise, I will be someone with a dream. I will have a hope. <laughs> I will not have the power to fulfill it. He said he does. He will give us exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think according to the power that works within us. So there has to be a power there. And so sometimes that power will come from understanding. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge will help you to fulfill a thing. The Bible says that by wisdom, the foundations were arranged. Like I, I've been saying since this podcast started, the foundations are very important. He said by understanding, they were established and by knowledge, the chambers are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So those are three different dimensions of operating within a glory of vision for your life, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. But right now, let's stay, let's stay on course with the, um, um, with the power of the vision as, as it pertains to prophecy. So God was dealing with me primarily about two of my favorites. 
They're two of my favorites because I've been studying how absolutely phenomenal their walk with God was and how different they are from other prophets in the Bible and why they're different. And I'm just, I've just been blown away, absolutely blown away. But on Saturday night, God dealt with me prophetically about, and it was a wonderful time of prayer. He spoke expressly about Elijah and Ezekiel, Elijah and Ezekiel. Now, some people, I've heard lots of teachings about um, Ezekiel and Elijah. Now hold your horses because this is about to get good. This is about to get good. <laughs> it's about to get deep. So, and, and and don't listen to me. I'm a deep person. I'm going to always, I'm going to always say what thus saith the Lord. And I'm going to always try to bring some type of eye-opening experience. Um, I'm not surface level at all. I can't help that. I didn't ask to be this way, but God kind of dug in, dug into me with, with a revelatory gift. And, and that's just what it is. So let's get going. Now, Elijah and Ezekiel, who would have thought to combine those two people and come out with a revelation so powerful? The Lord began to reveal to me the glory, the grace, and faith that catapulted their ministries and their mantle as prophets through the anointing of vision. I never knew that Ezekiel's anointing and Elijah's anointing both are predicated on an anointing of vision. Apostolic sight in a prophet equals vision. Apostolic sight in a prophet equals vision. The word apostle is not written in the Old Testament. It is interpreted as vision in the Old Testament. So these two foundational principles from Elijah and Ezekiel are so powerful because they are activated through an anointing of vision, which is an apostolic anointing. Because there are no apostles per se that walked with God, they took a piece of Jesus even before he was born, like I said earlier, before I formed thee, I knew thee. So Jesus had certain glories that God rolled up into himself and birthed him through Mary. But those same glories were delivered in Abraham. Some of them were released to Noah. Some of them were released to Jacob. Some of those are seen in Joseph. And some of them are seen in Ezekiel, Elijah, um, Elisha, etc. So there are glories in apostolic glories that were released to Elijah and Elijah, um, I'm sorry, Ezekiel and Elijah for powerful, powerful, powerful revelatory greatness. So I asked the Lord during this time of prayer Saturday night, what do you mean they were great through vision? What do you mean they had an apostolic anointing of vision? What do you mean? And he spoke expressly saying that um, their purposes, their principles and powers of vision concerning Elijah and Ezekiel were so powerful because Elijah was able to see a deliverance anointing and design an economic structure to restore the people back to God. That's where his visionary anointing came from. Just like Jesus came as a, a mediator to connect us back to God, Elijah did the same thing. When he called the prophets and said, um, you know, you pray to your God, I'll pray to my God and we'll see who'll send fire down. 
he was doing that to weed the weed out the good from the bad and then after he killed all the prophets restore the people of god back to god or the people of the land back to god and after doing that elijah then granted the people of that land economic provision by sending the rain there had been a drought for three years jesus ministry was three years and so but after jesus died the rain was released so this is an uh this is prophetic reenactment and i want to talk about that in a visionary from a visionary perspective because sometimes you can have a vision or no let me take that back sometimes you can have a word from god but it will not come to pass until you enact reenact it in your life um let me give you an example there are certain scriptures in the Bible that we want to lay hold of and we want to and we want to take a part of. Just let me give you an example. Um, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and adds no sorrow. In order to have that word come to life in your life, you have to follow certain principles in the Bible. Your life has to show your life has to live. Your life has to live out visually, visually in the spirit. What? cause the power of that particular word to be made manifest in your life. You can't just say, this is mine and name it and claim it and this and that. There has to be a pattern, a consistent flow of spiritual systems in your life to lay hold on certain promises. So what Elijah did through the glory of vision, through the anointing of vision, he began to set up the coming of Christ in so many words. Now, so then I asked the Lord, well, what's the difference between Ezekiel? Why Ezekiel and Elijah? Why are you giving me these two comparisons um, prophetically as it pertains to vision? And he told me something so powerful. He told me that the reason that I'm showing you, Felicia, Ezekiel and Elijah, as it pertains to their anointing of vision is because Elijah had an anointing to see what was alive, to see a living virtue and release it to a living soul as he released his mantle to Elisha. He said, but Ezekiel had an anointing to call forth things that are dead as Jesus was dead and resurrected and was um, he was resurrected and he delivered his spirit into the earth realm so that we could understand and flow and partake in the grace and the glory that he's that he died for. And so this is a living anointing and a resurrection anointing put together. Elijah and Ezekiel through the anointing of sight, through the anointing of vision. So Ezekiel was able Eli, Ezekiel was able to speak to dead things. He was able to resurrect vessels. He was able to speak to the valley of bones, the dry bones. He was able to join together past dispensations. In that same chapter where he's speaking to the dry bones, he calls together two sticks, Joseph and Judah. And he tells him to make these two sticks one. So Ezekiel had an anointing to bring forth old glories and bring them into the present tense. And so this is important because when we begin to walk out on faith and try to fulfill what we see in the spirit and try to lay hold of the promises of God in the spirit, we have to understand that there are dispensations that we're entitled to. We have to understand that there are certain glories that we're going to lay hold of. 
I don't have time on this Monday morning to break them down all the way, but we're going to get into it because my notes are full of weight and full of power and full of re revelation. But I just wanted to give you a little bit. I hope that wasn't too complicated, but um, there's definitely a glory there. And so I want everybody to be able to partake and lay hold of what that is because Ezekiel didn't live his visions like Elijah and Elijah released an anointing of prophecy to see he, they both were operating in visions apostolically to build new graces. Ezekiel set up so many new graces, but he never was with the people. He never was with the people. He always, his, his entire ministry was him and God, God showing him things. So what was the point of God showing him things? If it wasn't, if the people weren't partakers, but Elijah, the people were partakers as he dealt with God, as he saw God, as he spoke with God, every time God told him something, he released it to the people. So there are two different Ezekiel speaking to death, to come to life. Ezekiel is living, speaking to life but causing that same glory to remain in the earth. He left his mantle. He says, I'm going to leave this ability to see in the earth so that everyone can lay hold of their call of God and operate in a greater dimension of vision. He told Elisha, if you see me when I go, he told Elijah, if you see me when I go, you'll get a double portion anointing. He had to see it. He had to have a vision. And furthermore, he told his servant when he put his head, his face between his knees, he put his face between his knees. So if he put his face between his knees, when he was on Mount Carmel, he couldn't see anything but the earth. If you put your face between your knees, you can only see the ground if you're on top of a mountain. So he didn't look out into the mountain. He didn't look out into the horizon. He didn't look up to the sky to see if it was going to rain. He looked to the earth because that vision, that anointing, that glory was about to be released into the earth. And he was about to cause it to rain and it hadn't rained for three years. And so he told his servant, go up, look toward the sea. He told him, you go look. I'm going to keep my face toward the earth because this is where God wants his spirit to rest in the earth. You go see if it's going to rain because the rain is for the people. The Holy Ghost is for the people. Like Jesus told his people, tarry here for the power of the Holy Ghost. You wait right here on the Holy Ghost and fire to fill you. So while Jesus was being taken into the earth through death, it's the same comparison as Elijah putting his face between his knees and looking at the earth and telling his servant, now go see if it's raining. And the, and the servant came back and said, there is nothing. And he said, go again seven times. That is showing me that Elijah was telling him to see a vision seven times to fulfill a grace and an anointing that would be released to the people. So that's why he kept his face between his knees and toward the earth toward the ground so that that grace can be imparted into the people of God. And so I'm, I'm really excited talking about it. There's so much and um, I can't get into it all, but I just wanted to spark a flame and let people know that there's greatness in vision. You have to have the vision. And so I'm announcing right now that there is a product that I'm releasing called Vision Sketch. I've been working on it maybe two years now. So it's finally completed and what it does is um, you can send me a, an email request on dallasboss.com, houstonboss.com, or atlantabossinc.com if you're interested in receiving one, and I will send you one absolutely free. And what it does is it releases everything 
for the vision that you have in your life, whatever God is showing you. It's a technology that I developed through the grace and, and the anointing of God that he put on my life for the people of God. It's not even, it hasn't even been released secularly yet to the world. I'm releasing it first to the kingdom people that really want to fulfill the vision of God for their life. And they're having trouble seeing that same glory is being released in this product. The same power from Elijah and Ezekiel is being released. It's going to give you the picture of your possibilities. It's going to protect the possibilities. It's going to proclaim and cause you to stand in the grace of those possibilities. It's going to give you the power of your possibilities. And then finally, it's going to give you the promises of those possibilities of your vision. And so all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So we're going to get those vision sketches out to you. Just send me an email. We're going to get to greatness one way or another. Um, God has certainly um, delivered a powerful, powerful, powerful grace through these products. And what he's done is he's allowed me to gain insight how to capture a vision. Um, sometimes we have dreams, visions, unctions, utterance, prophecies, and all these things, and they're not captured. And I, and in this product, instead of listening to someone talk about it over and over again, it's actually hands-on. It's an interactive, um, software that you can use. And I mean, if you get one, it's done. You just fill out an analysis and we get you your vision sketch. And it is the most beautiful thing you'll ever see. Next week, I'm going to talk about the beauty of the vision and the eye of the eagle and how the eagle has the best sight and why and, and what the vision of the eagle actually looks like and how your vision is supposed to be in the spirit. And I'm going to talk about even the, the, the most scientific um, glories that God has shown me as a person of, of, of God that we can tap into to operate with the same sight as the eagle, mount up with wings as eagles, run and not be weary, walk and not faint in the name of Jesus. So uh, we're going to capture the vision. We're going to captivate the vision. We're going to capitalize on the vision. And then we're going to have the capacity to expand. And then we're going to have the capability to operate in the fullness of God because God is able God is able to give us all things that pertain to life and godliness. We just have to figure out the systems to get us to greatness. Greatness doesn't just fall out of the sky. It's a place where you have to actually arrive. And getting there sometimes isn't always the easiest thing. I mean, sometimes we have to go through trials and tribulations. Sometimes we have to be raised up and taught. And sometimes we have to be trained and tutored and mentored. And sometimes we have to war against those that war against us and fight against you know, the principality, spiritual wickedness in high places. So God gives us people that have insight that really have a heart for the people of God in order to bless their lives, bless their livelihoods, cause them to flourish, cause fruition to come forth. God said uh, in Genesis chapter one, that when he created it, he, he looked and said that it was good. So God wants to look at our lives and say, that is good. That's a great thing. So I'm just delivering tools um, to get us to greatness. This is not just something you listen to, but it's actually interactive and we're going to be delivering powerful, powerful resources. I mean, the vision sketch is not, that's one of many, but uh, the vision sketch is one. It's the first one, because like I said, there's not much you can do without sight. And um, we're going to talk so much about that next Monday. Make sure to tune in. Uh, I'm going to post the podcast at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time. So make sure you tune in next week. We're going to be talking about, like I said, the vision of the eagle 
seeing, um, and I'm going to merge it in some more with um, the revelation of Ezekiel's prophetic calling and Elijah's prophetic calling and how it was apostolic in nature. But I'm going to talk about more uh, when people say walk by faith and not by sight. And I'm going to break down the revelation of how faith is the substance of things hoped for, but sight is just an instrument. So when God says walk by faith and not by sight, he's not saying you can't see because he wants you to see. He's saying the, the vision is in the faith. The vision is in the faith. The sight is the instrument. So you don't hold on to the instrument. You hold on to the spirit, which is in the faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you can't see it unless you have the vision, but don't focus on the instrument of the vision coming to you. Focus on the faith and then you'll see. It's hard to explain, but we're going to get to it. We're going to get into it. The word of God is good, quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. So I hope that you enjoyed today. Um, we have about another minute left. It was such an honor and a blessing to be able to share with you a little bit again. This is um, Dimensions of Greatness. Number two, um, I will call this one uh, uh, Prophetic Visions and victory. And so um, we're going to get more into that next week. And I hope you enjoyed it. Leave comments. Um, contact me. Like I said, you can contact me through any one of the websites. You can send an email admin at Dallas Boss or just um, send your information through the email on DallasBoss.com if you'd like. That's one of my websites. And so I'm still in the process of discerning. Uh, should I open up a whole website because I have so many websites. Should I open up a website for the podcast um, itself or if we're just going to have fun and and um, keep it through the business um, avenue so that people can actually attain products that they need to get to greatness. So enjoy your week. Enjoy your Tuesday, your Wednesday, your Thursday, your Friday, your Saturday, your Sunday. And I will be back on Monday with more powerful revelations about the dimensions of greatness and how to operate in the fullness of God in the name of Jesus. I just released greatness over your life for this week right now in the name of Jesus. Receive it, receive it, receive it. Have a week of greatness. Go be great in the name of Jesus. Amen.